Sweat and Grime is brought to you by Sensit, the equipment monitoring experts. Learn more at Sensit.io. Yeah. All right, Andrew. Come on. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Sweat and Grime. Oh, yeah. Doing something a little different today. The fucking iPad died. Brian's beatboxing. I'm all in. We got Greg motherfucking Johnson on the microphone tonight, filling in for the notorious Totten. We got on the phone Andrew Ruggiero, and the man that's still beatboxing is Brian with the motherfucking hot pipes. Furnace. What's going on, everyone? That was solid. I do feel like that was a, a solid fade out, and, and got, I was the only one that committed to the fade out. Everyone else just left me hanging there. And you I was got the right, yeah, guy. guy. <laughs> I had to stop. I couldn't fucking be serious. I was laughing the Lord. Well, it's it's actually uh, perfect. Glad to have you guys here tonight, and we're doing something a little bit different tonight. It's thankfully you had Brian at the controls for the all those helm. all those fucking if, if this podcast thing doesn't work for any reason i'm pretty sure you got a job you know that's right it's always good to have fallback options I mean? i've always thought so but, you know. so andrew yes. glad you're here tonight why don't you tell the audience who you are and where you're from well i'm glad to be here thanks for having me hey I'm, thanks uh, for beatboxing with us brother yeah, 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 anytime, bro. Anytime. I'm gonna say that's a pretty big ask out of somebody you've never talked to before. You know what? But but Andrew, <laughs> just touch on it for a second. What kind of a bonding experience was that for you? Because I mean, we've never beatboxed with a guest before. SNG remix. Uh, I mean, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd do it again, maybe. So well, we are talking about renaming this "Sweat and Grind," and I think that would play well. Hey, we hang would on just a sec. He just said he would do it again, maybe. <laughs> now I don't have to talk. We could all chime in for a sec. So. Are we really going to do it again? Yeah, we can't said, do it again. The magic is gone. No, he just said he'd that, do it that, again. That, uh, maybe. Oh, maybe, yeah. Today, the magic is gone. Well, actually, Andrew, just to inform me on the exit of this stage, Brian's going to have to pick yeah, it back we, up. Yeah, we are going to have to beatbox our way out of this. He's going to have to pick it back up. I'm just gonna 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 going to drop it. Oh, yeah. Right <laughs> off the, yeah. You'll know it's time. And that is code for deuce because Greg Johnson is from Pete Black Plumbing. So <laughs> this is like a kamikaze fucking. I know this is going to be here. terrible. So fucking so, blow so let's tell the audience first of all why we are the dumpster fire that we are tonight. So well, we uh, got Totten on the front trying to do a little media promotion out in Colorado, and then he's also on a little side note vacation because he is coming a Godfather. I thought he already was a godfather, and this was like the birthday of the godson. Uh, you know, it's kind of like watching the movie Godfather. You don't fucking really know where you're at. I, I'm so glad that someone else has admitted that, because I've watched those movies multiple times, and I have no fucking idea what I was watching. Zero. Yep. Okay, thank God. I, I just never said it to anybody, because everybody's like, oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, like, exactly. As I didn't a, understand a fucking yeah, thing and then the fucking the, the minutes that go by in hours, like it's not a... 35 and a, hour and five minute movie. movie it is a long ass movie andrew did you have any idea what the fuck was going on i did not i honestly didn't even finish the movie i have never admitted this because i was confident that a group of guys would come and take my man card if i said that they but now i feel off. like i am in great company that nobody knows what the fuck is happening in that movie, but it's supposed to be the greatest movie of all time. Correct. I just want to be able to walk in with my presence and be like, get the fuck out of my seat. That was two bonding moments in like 10 minutes. Yeah, man. Somebody's going to end up pregnant by the end of this. When are you coming to be on the show in person uh, as a as a fifth seat? Because we've added Greg now. 
and and I feel like over this bonding experience, we can't let you go. Well, shit, I'll road. You road tripping? Yeah, I'm road tripping. What do you What are you doing on that road trip? A lot of masturbating. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be hard on a mother. Dude, that was a great sound effect. That was a great sound effect. We're gonna catch that baby clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, son of a bitch! All right, so, so back to you, Andrew. What do you do? Where are you from? How did you kind of get a hold? of Well, I know how you I, got a hold of it. Tell the audience. How'd you get into the industry, Andrew? <clears throat> well, I got into industry when I was young. I started building bulkheads and pier docks and all the good marine shit. Uh, I started doing that fifteen whenever I was just. I'd go out with my dad and build shit. Hang tight. Just for a second. Do you have us on speakerphone by chance? I do. Ah, that's the problem. Yep. Okay. Yep. It picks up too much background noise and it'll cut us out. That's what's going on. All so, right, everyone. We've had technical issues multiple times here. We're just going to cut it and restart. With... Oh, you can't throw that beginning out. No way. No, no. We're going to keep that. You're just going to clip it. So we're, we're going to go back to start our tell Andrew. us about yourself. Okay, so here we go. You ready, Andrew? We're ready. Okay, Andrew, tell us a bit about yourself, how you came to be in the industry. So I came to be in the industry by getting in too much damn trouble in school, pretty much. Oh, there you go. Every, yeah, every time I was suspended, I'd go out on a job site with my dad and uh, help him build shit. So what kind of stuff was he doing? Uh, same thing I do now, marine construction, okay. building docks, piers, bulkheads. Gotcha. And how old were you at the time of trouble? Oh, shit. I've been in trouble since preschool. <laughs> I started going on job sites at about 15, 16. And why were you drug out to the job site? Was that just like the form of discipline or we don't know what the fuck we're going to do with you kind of thing? or? Why it wasn't necessarily discipline. It was just the best place for me to be. And? It probably wasn't the best place for me to be. <laughs> yeah, but did you secretly enjoy it? Oh, yeah, totally. What, what did it do for your vocabulary? <laughs> oh, well, I think Lord. he's fitting the fuck in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, he's definitely ran the full gamut of construction. I can tell just by his vocabulary. <laughs> so uh, so how did yeah, your dad come uh, to be it. in the industry? Man, that, the whole vocabulary situation, that's, that's something else, man. I've been fired from jobs for that. For From this industry? Oh, yeah. Your your mouth was too foul for the construction industry. I find Andrew, that hard to believe. It was actually one of the companies that Daddy Wit dick rides really hard. Oh, uh, oh, I forgot Andrew. I forgot Andrew does not like Big Daddy Wit. Oh. Yes, the plot thickens. I was like, hang on a second here. You fucking stumped me, and we're running the show. I'm like, you got lost. Yes. You got fired because of your fucking mouth of the construction book that I understand. Yes. And they fired you for yeah. that. They sure did. Someone so how did they go about that? Silly. Like, what happened? What was that conversation like? Well, somebody was in the machine, and they had no idea what they were doing. And I was yelling and cussing. And the next day, the superintendent came out there and told me I had to go. Did you tell him fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> I told him I <laughs> I said, that's fine. I feel like this company's not a good fit. If I can't say fuck or whatever I want to say, then I'm gone. Actually, let's dive into that for a little bit. I was going to say, is there any anything else that you might have done and they just blamed it on that? 
Uh, no, I <laughs> there it is. Like there it is. The farmer's daughter story. I mean, anything going on here? <laughs> Did uh, the story change? <laughs> no. All right. All right. <laughs> so, so going back to that though, Andrew, because obviously you were talking construction language, and somebody got upset about the vocabulary kind of thing. The vulgarity. Yeah. What was what was really going through your mind when they come walking up to you on the last and final minute of why you were employed and the reasoning behind it? Were you freaking pissed? Was it something that was just bullshit? No, I was I was stumped. I was confused. I didn't know. I thought he was joking at first. And what what was it that really just set it off? Just the way you talked to the operator. Or? Yeah, I, was, I, I guess I was, it wasn't really the the words. It was the fact that I was mean to him or something like that. Whatever the hell he said, I can't degrade people. But were you really degrading somebody? Were you a labor or were you an operator? Because if you're a labor, no, I was an operator as well. And the guy didn't know what the fuck he was doing. No, not one bit. So did you just tell him to fucking pack his bags and take off. How long ago was this? Just curious. This was shit. I was in Nashville, so... 6 a.m.? <laughs> no, I'm saying like timeline. Was this 10 years ago? 5 no, years 6 ago? 6 a.m. this no, morning. Eight, 8 months ago, 9 months ago. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. So how were you able to land another position with such a foul mouth? <laughs> I went to Vulcan Materials, actually. And they said, you're fucking hired? <laughs> Did you put uh, well, on your application that you got fired job. for swearing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's another job I got fired because of my mouth. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but it wasn't like a, it was a hold. That wasn't really a construction job. It was underground mining. But everybody there, it was like glorified office work. Everybody there used to sell printers and insurance and stuff like that. What it, the it, fuck it, are they on, doing it, in a mine situation that then? That would be one of the fucking first places I start swearing underground, just thinking this bitch is going to cave in over time. I thought beatboxing yeah, was I mean, fucked I was up, but a bunch of copy. I in the hall truck talking shit, and uh, I guess I said some foul ass shit about a big black dildo and some other <laughs> stuff like that. What? The plant manager oh. didn't like it very much. So, Hitachi has a cousin. <laughs> so, apparently, it turns out there's a couple companies that probably aren't listening to Sweat and Grime. <laughs> Apparently, they come in bigger and better sizes. Yes. <laughs> the Hitachi Warrior may be too offensive for these individuals. Back to the future. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So, so, Andrew, let's go back. Let's go back. I want to know about printer sales in a mine. That how, is how true. Does that yeah. even, how does that how, go together? I, I, I can't. Like, I thought beatboxing was a little screwed up, but a bunch of copy sales dudes in a mine? Yeah. Like, it's please explain. Crazy. So, you know, when I get to a job, the first thing I do is ask everybody, hey, what would you do before this? And I was getting so many answers like, oh, I sold printers or I sold insurance or you whatever the hell they did. Derek Zoolander down there? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Fuck, uh, what the hell? Underground. I'm trying to think of what the hell happened with that. So I was always getting in trouble for talking shit on the radio. And then one day I was sitting in the dozer feeding the hoppers or whatever the hell they called them. I only worked there for like three months. Push. I was pushing the rock in the shit that feeds the conveyor belts. Yep. And uh, I was stopped looking at my phone and uh, the plant manager was walking around on the conveyor belts being sneaky and see me in the machine on my phone. 
He is oh, walking that's, that'll get you every, every fucking time. Once he walking around on a live fucking belt. Oh, well, they, yeah, they got the catwalks on the side of them, so he wasn't really walking around on the belt, but... Gotcha. Mm, yeah, his shit was arguably as unsafe as what I was doing. So, but he was the boss. Not push. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're cracking beers over here, and we got to get in a couple of jokes. It's how just did, a shit show today, so we're is, just running with it. It is a total, total shit show. Uh, how did your dad get into the industry? Because that's really kind of your in. What 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 got your dad into the industry? Uh, well, he's from up north. and uh, When you when say up north, you're talking to Michiganders. To Where's he from? Oh, uh, no, we're uh, in Long Island, New York. Oh, okay, so that's pretty north. Northeast. Yeah. 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 No wonder you got such a filthy mouth. <laughs> fucking yeah, that, the street that's probably gangster. part of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you walk with the do-rag on your head and kind of flex the arms when somebody starts lipping off to you? Or? 100%. <laughs> Don't even hesitate. Just say 100%. That's all you got to oh, say. Yeah. I mean, I think that's who's on the phone now. <laughs> it's like the Eminem from New York. <laughs> so outside of your dad being in the industry, what made you decide to pursue the industry instead of going elsewhere? Well, uh, I mean, I probably like looking back, I don't know if I should have done anything else. Like this is kind of my, like what I like, where I fit in. I've tried, I worked in a restaurant for about, uh, two weeks maybe. And then my uncle fired me. Cause you, your uncle fired you because of your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I could just gotta ask Andrew, how many times have you been fucking? Fired? I feel like you've been fired a lot more than you're letting on. <laughs> no, no, really. Uh, three three companies in Nashville, and then my uncle down here. That's it. And, and flip the page, and as long as you don't, uh, as long as you don't shoot heroin and you show up on time, it's really right? hard to get fired where I'm at. <laughs> that is a great bar to set. <laughs> <laughs> Hurt for employees. You know what? I'm not shooting heroin, and I show up on time. <laughs> I only do, if I See, do, I do a recreational. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> recreational. That, that was what threw me off in Nashville was the fact that the bar was set a little higher, and you did the only standard wasn't don't shoot heroin on a job site and show up on time. So your cocaine habit was an issue there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm making exceptions for that here. Woo. We diving dark we are, Yeah, we're going <laughs> all the way. Like kill shot. <laughs> so, Andrew, I hope you're employed after this podcast. <laughs> so, what are you? It sounds like you can't get fired there. That's true. No heroin. It don't matter. <laughs> so, what are you doing these days? Don't don't necessarily out yourself by naming the company, but what are you doing? I work for a good company. Uh, I mean, shit. I'd name them. They wouldn't care. It's a good company. Uh, I'm really running a mini for them, little tiny ass excavator. It's kind of a sad machine, to be honest. How that? how small is it, Andrew? You can you can be honest with the group. Don't fluff it. Yeah, Takuchi two thirty five, so like a thirty five. So a little a little three and a half ton machine, or is that I a is that a thirty five ton machine? No, it's thirty-five ton. It's like a three and a half ton. Okay, so yeah, yeah you really put it back the pickup truck. So the, yeah, does it require a penny on the counterweight to hold it down? <laughs> and, and it plugs in at Walmart. Oh, and just fill I've your pockets people, full of dirt and lean back. I've been, 
I've had to do some heavy picks over the side of the tracks and had people stand on the back of my tracks to keep it, it down. So the heavy pick that you're doing, was that lifting the beer cooler at full reach? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, we have a, a tamper head and with the bucket on the machine, somebody has to help the machine lift the tamper head. <laughs> Perfect. So, do they just stand under it and lift? Or <laughs> I'm getting a visual oh, like yeah, three yeah, dudes no pushing up on a bucket. Yeah, why, why don't you explain this for a minute to the audience? Because we are laughing our ass off here. Trying, we already understand, but explain to some of the audience that might not know what a tamper head is and why three guys are lifting this thing up. I'm wanting to say it weighs about 800 pounds, and it's just a big ass hydraulic motor that makes everything vibrate, so you can shake pylons in the ground. It's really popular with the ladies. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, totally. Takes three guys to lift and you turn it on. Mm-hmm. Give it a little. Zzz. I thought they called that the Sibian. <laughs> so going back to this little Tonka toy machine, and you you actually think it's embarrassing? Why would you even Why would you even rattle off that this little thing is embarrassing? Because once you're in this trade, it don't really matter if you're running something that's a little Tonka toy to the big boy toys. I mean, you're in the trade, and obviously you like what you do. Size doesn't really matter anyways. Right? Not anymore. You know yeah, what? No, that it's is it's not quick the size, it's how you use it. That is such bullshit. I'm just calling it for what no, it is. That's such I, bullshit. I, I, I quit comparing. Mine when might it, be small, but it is fast. I, <laughs> what are we talking about now? I'm right there with Greg, because I don't compare no more. <laughs> nope. The one time, dude, when I went to the bathroom, and if you've ever been to the Silverdome, I had the long urinals, mm-hmm. and I was freaking drunk. I feel like Rick just totally switched subjects, because I, I was talking he, about he, excavators. He downshifted and floored it and just left us. That's right. We're going we to express this conversation. So I was here, and I was drunk, dude. But I'm, tra- I'm tracking on And that's now. the only reason I tried it, is I, I was drunk. I, I didn't even try it. I'm sitting there pissing. It's the most disgusting thing, is you got this trough of urinal. With this fucking yellow hey, river, just did they at flowing. least throw the ice down in it? Oh no, dude! No, no you didn't you, get ice. See, you're from Texas. <laughs> I don't so think at the Silverdome you got ice. No, th- this is way before you got here to Michigan, man. And it was probably like a twenty foot trough, and it was about an inch of fucking urine running through. <laughs> and I was drunk, and I looked over to see where all this urine was coming from, dude. Mm-hmm. And I seen uh-huh. the biggest That's what dick you were in looking. my life. <laughs> and I fucking went walking back out to my wife and her friends and my buddies, and I was like, "There's a dude in there that is fucking hung." <laughs> I am never going to fucking compare another dick joke. I, I so, can tell Rick's never been to jail. So, uh, yeah, so this is where, just on so many fronts, Rick, first of all, to have the innocence and naivety to look down the trough and think that you're not going to see something. I didn't look down the trough. I fucking stared. And there's I mean, another if, step down that path. I, mean, I don't know what the hell you could have been laying in the see. trough. He didn't, he didn't, you know, he didn't specify. That's true. What were you saying, Andrew? I don't know what you'd expect to see. That, that's it. Place. I like mean, it's you, a trough of dicks. A small one? <laughs> it's well, see, a trough of piss. No, he was saying. Yeah. But, <laughs> see, but see, you little guys here, you all say you want to talk about your little dick jokes, and you want to compare. I fucking just straight up and looked at my competition. There you go. And I measured up, and I just walked right the fuck out and, that you door. Know, and, Anybody and, that admits that they didn't look at a dick at a urinal is a liar. You know, what? I will say this. You do establish some authority when you don't pussyfoot around. No. Like when I just flat out stare you in the eyes and then I look down. With your like, dick in your hand? It that's establishing dominance at that yeah. point. Like you're, you're, you're not, looked at him and be like, 
Damn, that's a nice dick, bro. <laughs> that's the biggest dick I've ever seen. See, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that. More that is not establishing dominance. Like, this dude's a thought fucking think of some creepy ass thoughts right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, just give him that awkward stare, like right in the yeah, eyes. The second you say anything, <laughs> do the eye hand the, motion. Yeah, the second you say anything, you're no longer asserting dominance. You have to right. do it in total silence. It's a, it is a direct eye contact, a quick look down, and then a quick nod. Yeah, and you've established dominance. You don't See, say a goddamn word. Yeah, but you gotta add. You gotta add one more step when you're looking at him after you look back up. Act like you got a lollipop in your mouth and just, just bulging out the side. When, when when you leave before him, just give him a smack on the ass and say good game. Good game. Right. We'll see yeah, you on the next round. Good. I'm good on all that. Do you think, Andrew? Now, if I'm not shooting heroin, would that get me fired from your job? <laughs> I mean, man, we're all man, we, we don't fucking discriminate. This is off the fucking rails. It is so, this, this episode is just going to be a hot mess. I'm still not sure, sure I know is. what R does. <laughs> we bring in fucking Greg Johnson. It's like a kamikaze. Fucking I'm just best. saying, I, I still don't know what the I'm, I I don't know what you do. Oh, uh, Andrew? No. Oh, so, R. Yeah, R. So he's working for. Andrew. But the last names are Ruggiero. So I said I was yeah, going to call yeah. him R. I mean, oh. So what I do basically. Um, he runs. Fucking a sit in the machine with my feet up and Snapchat bitches all day. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, so, so hold on. Get <laughs> fast track into being fired. Oh, God. I tell you what, dude, you're talking to three employers right now, and your resume, dude, is not sounding good it on is. the air. Yes. Oh, my resume just to looks great, but when I show up at the job site, that's a different story. All right. So, so what happens? What, what is it exactly that you do? I know so, you're running a no, really small like, excavator. Like really, what is it that you really do small with it? excavator and... <laughs> I mean, building bulkheads and piers. We got real good ground out here, so it's nothing crazy. We uh, get a little two-inch pump, jet a hole in the ground with some water, drop a piling in it. So jet a hole. In it. So what are you talking my language? Uh, yeah. So, so, you, so you're using water jets to dig the holes with? Yeah, I mean, every occasionally we'll run into some bad ground. We got to put an auger in there first, auger it out, then jet them the rest of the way. But I mean, it's real easy. Does your tiny little bitch excavator use the auger? <laughs> oh, it totally does. It doesn't tip it over? <laughs> no, I mean, if, if you stretch out too far, it totally will, but... This just sounds like a fucking porn commercial. Right <laughs> it <now>. really does. <laughs> you stretch it out too far. Yeah, stretch it out and spread it open. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, that's not right. So what are your plans, plans for the future, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm actually fired. studying uh, to get my NCCCF. Oh, are you really? Yeah, I just got the book in two days ago. So for those not familiar, what is the NCCO? Uh, crane Operator Certification. There it is, my man. Getting in the hoisting side. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I run an old friction crane for a while. No shit. But... What were you doing with that? I wasn't. I, I've never really been a crane operator. The the guy that was a crane operator showed me the basics, and I did a few picks, but that was really the extent of it. Yeah. So you're going from running this little itty bitty Tonka to fucking Tonka machine to a full on crane, full on monster fucking crane. 
Uh, yeah, hopefully if everything goes right. And what's the motivation behind getting in a crane? Fucking money. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. Good money and crane work. So are you in the union or are you non-union? Uh, I'm non-union at the moment. So how are you going about getting your CCO? Um, just, I bought all the books that I think I might need and my, I'm trying to think of dude's name. That's Hunter, right. he owns a company out in Virginia Beach, which isn't too far from us. They have a crane, and they're willing to work with me and do what they can to help me get my certification. I was going to say, because you're going to have to pass a practical, and the practical absolutely requires you having pretty decent pretty seat decent time. Yeah, seat time in a crane. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be the most challenging part, really. What's that? Nope. Go, no, go ahead. If you got questions, no, no, ask them. Because no. the audience probably has the same questions. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. <laughs> no, they don't. Just, yeah, just, they do. Just, do you do heroin and be a crane operator? I'm just asking. Only recreationally. What? God damn okay. it, Greg. Ain't no one going to stare from <laughs> the ground the, up. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the most the dangerous MCCL thing is pick up the big... You should not yeah. shoot drugs. On... During business hours, you left out the parentheses. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's right. I would just have I was to a- say period for what we're getting into with the So I will say, world. I was going for my CCO before I got out. And the deeper I got down into that wormhole, the more I was going, I don't know if I want to go pursue this because it is a tremendous amount of responsibility. That's kind of where I was going with that. Like, I know we were all joking around about the heroin thing, but like how stringent are they with crane operators? I mean, they just got to beat you to death with knowledge and drug testing and so on and so forth. I would imagine. No, you would imagine. I would. But that's not, that's not the concern. What the real concern is, is at the end of the day, um, especially when you start getting in these jobs where you got real complex picks that are engineered. Mm Mm-hmm. You will have a guy on the site that is a master rigger. That is his whole job, is to rig the pick. Right. It doesn't matter how many guys have qualifications that make them master riggers that oversaw that process. The second you lift it off the ground, if anything goes sideways, it's your responsibility as the operator. And if somebody dies, you're going to prison. You, the operator. Yeah. That's what it I'm is saying. a like, fuckload of responsibility. I kind of figured that. Like, yeah, I'm not sure I want to be that guy. So it is. It's not so much that you're doing <laughs> random drug tests all the time and no, all that stuff. I, I would, it's just so you've just taken that responsibility, noticed it, and said, you know what? I'm just going to run the straight and arrow. I'm going to do this, and it's good, worth the money. It's good money. Yep. Good I'll money. Take it. I'll take you down this little crane <clears throat> I, I, extravaganza I, I, for a second. I just had a phone call a couple of days ago. I went out there to go look at this shit show for this builder and we got to install a couple septic box you got the one shit box and you got the pump chamber yeah yeah it's back behind the house built on the lake Sweet. there's there's yep. water standing you can't get a excavator there to lift these boxes up because time you do and you dig the hole and you just try to boom out there about 20 foot these boxes are twenty two thousand fucking pounds mm-hmm. so i call up in the building, I said, man, you got a couple fucking issues here. We either fill in the side yard with a bunch of one by three where I could get this crane truck down there or, you know, you're kind of shit out of luck. I have to get a crane here and we'll have to boom it over your house. Right. He's like, yeah, all right, we'll look it back into the options. And I'm like, yeah, I said, right on. I pace it back off. I call up the one crane company and I said, hey, 
how far can you fly 22,000 feet from 250 <laughs> feet away? And he goes, well, how big of a fucking crane do you need? Because that's a long-ass reach. You know, and then you just start talking dollar amounts. And you talk yeah. about setup time. You start talking about what's all involved to fly something. Yeah, when we were doing the microbreweries and all that stuff, we tipped up some pretty big tanks and swung them in some odd places. So How big of a pick were you guys out there doing? Dude, this one. Those I, tanks were pretty. Yeah, stainless steel tanks. Yeah, You're talking, big. you know, some of these grain silos or, or the spent grain silos are 60, yeah. 80 feet tall. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I you, mean, it's crazy. You could get like a 100-ton crane, and by the time that thing's got 60, 70 foot of radius on it, that bitch can only pick up, I don't know, fucking me? a quarter of what it's rated for. So that's actually one of the things that I learned about in the in the courses is most of your crane accidents don't actually occur on heavy picks. It's normally you'll have a crane out there and then one of the carpenters is like, hey, why don't you swing over and pick up this bunk of, of two by fours for us and swing it up. And so <clears throat> crane operators like, oh, fuck, that's not that's not, not any weight. He not booms way out, booms way down grabs it next thing you know he's laying over on his side because turns out that 2500 pounds worth of weight you were far enough out of your radius that you were over your limit so it is amazing the mechanics that happen and i tell you what scared me the most is you can do everything right as an operator everything you can triple check everything you can make sure the computer's right that's that's checking your chart you can talk to your rigger and make sure everything's right but heaven forbid there's some old sanitary main or a storm main running underneath that was totally unmarked that nobody knows about. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, your outrigger sitting over top of that. And as you yep. swing that load over it, done. it gives way. Guess what? You're fucked. And no one knew that was even there. Yep. It's, it's, it's a... It's a fucking huge responsibility so i don't want to yeah and, and shit could go wrong quick and when it starts to go wrong there's no saving it yeah exactly when shit go, starts to go wrong you hustle yourself right out of that seat and you head for the hills <laughs> stick to her so what, is that your method? <laughs> what fast what fascinates you about getting into a crane versus what you're doing now What's some of the I mean, scares? I've run the big machines, big excavators, big haul trucks. I mean, when I was uh, in Tennessee, I was running a 775 and a 777G. No shit. Haul truck. Uh, big I mean, I've run some, yeah, I've run some, some kind of big excavators, like a Volvo 300 long reach and some big shit, some little shit. And uh, I mean, them fucking cranes are just cool to me, dude. Them old friction cranes and. Just the fact that it's it's a shit like I don't know if you've ever seen a inside of a friction crane. But oh, it's, it's a, like fucking ten controls just to swing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those friction cranes are, are nuts. Are, it's like going yeah, to the you're gym. Working that shit. Absolutely. So, are you? Is your goal really to get into the? Because those friction cranes are are becoming harder and harder and harder to find. <laughs> is it really your goal to get in a friction crane, or is that just kind of what initially drew you to it? That's initially what drew me to it. Uh, these new cranes are kind of nice, man. The old friction cranes don't really have air conditioning, and the seats fucking suck. And yeah, they got a boiler in the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I mean, I, the one that I learned to run on was an American fifty two ninety nine, and it had a big ass Detroit diesel in the back. Oh, screaming just screaming! Yeah, love those Detroits. Yeah, that's why, really that's why they created hand signals. Noise. <laughs> exactly. 
So, so for the That's audience, the first time I've ever wore earplugs and earmuffs. Oh yeah, yeah. It was those in Detroit, a, a Detroit, in a dredge crane. Oh, the loudest yeah. thing I've ever heard in my whole life. So, Andrew, Fuck for the arm. audience, because it does occur to me, there's probably a lot of people that aren't familiar with our industry. Can you explain to people what a friction crane is and what replaced them? A friction crane, the best way to describe it, is not simple like the hydraulics. It's multiple controls, like even to swing or to track. And it's all friction driven, like driven off of drums and clutches and shit. Yeah, and brakes. Yep. And yeah, brakes and all kind of shit. But uh, the new cranes, as well, y'all know, but the audience may not, they've got pilot controls just like an excavator or EH controls just like an excavator. Yep. And simple as all hell. Yeah, and it's hydraulic motor. So the old cranes, so for again, for the audience, if you envision the old school wrecking ball cranes that are dropping that big old ball down, that's a friction crane. And the reason they could do that is because they operate with giant drum brakes, giant versions of what you've got on your car, or your truck. And so you could release those brakes and all of a sudden this thing will actually free fall the ball. And with the new hydraulic cranes, you can't really do that. It's all hydraulic motors. So there's a huge difference in the way that they run and in the operator ability. You have to, I mean, I'm, you want to talk about a real operator, those old school friction crane operators, like, like Andrew said, you got 14 levers and you got to know exactly what you're doing. Or next thing you know, that thing's going to be laying on its side. Yeah. I mean, you know, in an excavator, obviously you got your two sticks to track in the crane, you got. Uh, so the crane that I run anyway on your left side, you got a stick that goes forward and backwards and forward is swing left or track forward and backwards towards you is swing right or track back and it don't go left or right. So when you're tracking, you got to lock one track and then push it forward, get the track to lock in and then you're turning. Oh, wow. Yeah, I like these new cranes. Yeah, exactly. You got to. That that, well, that's yeah, a see, whole. Friction cranes, man, they're neat as hell, but it's not something. It's something I'd like to visit occasionally, but yeah. it's not what I'd want to run all I'd, the time. I'd like to be the guy that's sitting there just running them through the fucking torch. Well, on top of that, there's the whole aspect of in the new cranes, you got a lift computer that you kind of plug in your your crane configuration, and it's babysitting you. Oh, on yeah. those just, old friction yeah, that, cranes. Just don't do this, dummy. Those will just let you kill yourself. Those things, quick. You, you know you've reached max limit when your track starts lifting off the ground. <laughs> when, when we yeah, were down. Exactly. When, and then the dude said, when you're picking this thing up, if you feel the ass end go light, hit the free fall. And wow. that's how I learned how to run a crane. i never seen a lift uh, load chart. <laughs> I hate to just be the trial guy by there. fire. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, he said, yeah, it'll pick that up. I said, for sure. He said, yeah, trust me. And, and he's the guy that you're going to free fall the shit yeah. at. You know what? I tell you, those those old school operators on those, though, they know their shit. You know, it's one probably, of those things. They're so did, familiar yeah. with it. When we were down in Detroit doing all those new government houses back in the day, I remember coming in at like 536 in the morning and the fucking lights and the sirens are everywhere and people are running every which way, running around. They're looking for this fucking crane that was stolen at night. Oh no shit. And these these <laughs> these dudes fucking got this big ass crawler going. They ran it down fucking Grand River. And you could see the fucking tracks from the browsers. So was it a tired crane? It was a tracked it was crane. A track crane. Go and big they, or go home. And they, <laughs> Holy and you shit. Think, that's crazy. Downtown Detroit with all the lights with there. 
It had, I think, a 120-foot stick on it. Oh, and you know this dude didn't know what he was exactly doing, but he got this thing running. So they ended up finding the crane about two hours later when they finally had enough police force. Yep. And that bitch was cut three-quarters of the way down overnight getting ready to go to the scrapyard. No shit. No wow. wow. I still remember that. I was going to say, what would the motivation to steal a crane? Like, just crack. follow the tracks to crack, where it bro. went. Fucking crack is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't do it anymore because of your bar that you set, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> gotcha. Jesus. So how how is the construction industry, Andrew, from back in the day when you were a fucking hoodlum to now? <laughs> how has it actually helped you come forward as an individual? I mean, I'm still young. I'm 22 years old, so... Well, you're a man. I've got some progress to still be made, but... We're still filing down the edges. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm 42 and I'm still using a grinder to kind of see a round shape. So. <laughs> <laughs> how, has it, how has it helped you, though, you in your while. journey? How has it helped you in your journey in life so far, kind of stepping away from who you were back then to now? Because obviously we how all... How has it helped mature you? I mean, it has in ways, and in ways it may have set me back because if i were to go try to get an office job at this point i'd be fucked <laughs> for that reason <laughs> oh yeah that's it yeah uh, you're, most people that work in the construction trades don't go back to an office job yeah this is kind of a it's the office people that come to the fucking trades and they go home they're like i can't believe fucking andrew you talks know what like it's that. like rick once you look down that urinal you just don't go back <laughs> <laughs> Everything <laughs> changed. Yeah. You just don't oh. stare no more. You know like what? You know movie. what the competition is, and you know what you're in for. So you just right. fucking go, right? Yeah, no, I get it. So, what yeah, are some ways yeah. that it's matured you and grown you up? I mean, really, you get to working with them older dudes, and they don't tolerate no shit, and they'll fucking bully anything right out of you that they don't like. Yeah, so it's helped me in that way. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. can I ask they'll you a question? You're acting oh. like a young punk. You are on the podcast. Here Greg. we go. Here he goes. Greg it's is by Greg motherfucking Johnson Greg is on the Greg microphone. Is the I got debut you right now. As a 22 year old, you just mentioned the old dudes. I want to know, like, did did any of them take you under their wing, or did they just want to kill you immediately, or did you find a guy that was like, hey, I'll teach you, just. Show up to work on time. We'll start there. As long as you do that, I'll kind of show you around. And don't shoot heroin. Uh, yeah, I mean, dudes I've don't had, give a I've fuck what you people, do. That's true. Uh, Just don't die because I don't want to have to clean you me. up. What's that? I've had I've had it go both ways. Some people try to take me on, take me under the wing and teach me, and some people just fucking set in their ways and straight up assholes. Just don't <laughs> give a fuck about you. At all, yeah, yeah, and and I found that there's not a there's not a real happy medium. It's usually one or the other. Either the old dude's gonna take you in, or he's just gonna walk right past you like you don't exist. Yeah, one of the older dudes that took well, he wasn't really old. He was fucking fifty something, but he took me under his wing and taught me a bunch of shit. But that same guy, he'd be the first one to cuss somebody out and be an asshole to almost anybody else on the job site. He seen that I was really one of the only ones with some fucking common sense out there. And some of them old Sorry. dudes, they'll bust your ass. They don't give a fuck. I yeah. Mean, oh, yeah. literally fight you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I ain't never seen no real good job site fights, but <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen some shit get a little hairy. 
Fingers crossed. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, some of them old codgers, I mean, that was pretty normal back in the day. Yeah, they were brutal. They, they were fucking brutal. Oh, yeah, they used to throw it flat out, throw down. That's what I'm saying. Not yeah. like it is now. And I was like, this guy's a little bit younger. Like, I don't know if you've seen a good job fight or a, a we used to call them trench fights. Like, oh, yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, anymore? I mean, they're boxing. Really yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Throw two guys in a swings. trench box and just let them beat yeah. the shit out of each other. I watched, I watched the top man and the bottom man fucking get after it one time because right. he hooked the choker wrong. Yep. I was young. But those boys went to scrapping real quick. But by lunch, they were fucking sitting there. Somebody, with their that's it. somebody that's was it. eating somebody else's sandwich by lunch. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You sitting there, you're like, "What in the fuck did I sign up for, man?" Well, that's but, what I was. I, that's kind of why I wanted to talk to a 20 year old and be like, "Have you ever seen this?" He's 20. Yeah. He's 22. 22. 22. 22. He's growing up. Sorry, he's Greg. Up, wow. Yeah, I mean, no, no crazy job site fights, unfortunately. Just a little bit of fucking pushing and shoving and fucking a couple swings. But Andrew's fucking thrown down tomorrow, dude. Yeah. I already know. <laughs> well, the, well, the Somebody's problem is, have a bloody nose. He's working on all these jobs where they don't even want him saying swear words. So he's gonna he's gonna wait till he goes to pick that compactor. If there's three guys fucking holding, he's gonna go in and just crack one. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see it already. Mm-hmm. We're going to get this Instagram ding. Good, sweat and grime. I got fired. Bloody nose. <laughs> Three dudes all bloody with his foot on him. Like <laughs> so Look Andrew, what I did. Andrew, being 22 years old, obviously, uh, all the old guys, we like to shit all over the young guys, right? Because they're just like, they don't want to work. They're not interested in this trade. They're, they can't get off the phone. They ain't worth the fuck. What's it like being 22 years old and that was like the mold that set from the old timers trying to get into this industry as you walk it now? I mean, they're going to they're gonna assume that at first, but the only way to prove them wrong is just to show them. You can't tell them, oh, I'm not like that, I'm not like that, because I'm sure everybody fucking says that at first, but once they see that you're good, then they'll be a little bit more accepting. You know, that is... There is a there is a happy medium in this industry. So right now it's it's very much skewed. The old timers say the the new kids aren't worth the fuck. The young kids come in and they're pretty soft. But there is a middle ground. I don't think it's one side has to give. I don't think the younger generation needs to just toughen up and man it out, but at the same time I also don't feel like the older generation needs to come down and Bring their baby soft hands and comfort the the cheek of each young man. But you got you got to think of it though. Greg Johnson grew up with WWF Raw. Yeah, they <laughs> fucking just threw down. That's true. Like I look forward I to mean, trench they're... fights. If, I'm serious. Well, I agree. I agree. But I, I do think there's a happy medium where the younger generation absolutely needs to thicken up. I like they're, they yeah, they got to thicken totally the skin agree up. With that. But, but but also at the same time like. A lot of people say, oh, you gatekeep the industry or whatever. I just, I mean, if we don't gatekeep it a little bit, it's going to turn into McDonald's. A bunch of people that don't give a shit and just want to get a paycheck. I agree with that. I'd agree with that. This this will never be an industry that is for everyone. I will 100% give you that. This this industry will break you if you're not built for it. it. And it will never change. That aspect of it will never change. It's always going to be hard work. It's always going to be high stress. It's always going to be... This is an intense business. You know you know what I like seeing, though, is when you get some of these guys that are out there just cocky and arrogant. They've been out there for like a week or two, and you got a woman on the job that just fucking outworks. Work so. circles? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Love it. They come in there with that big old attitude like they're something, and then this girl come walking on down and 
joined. She actually accomplished something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that See, is. See, I got to get on these job sites. I've never had a woman on a job site besides a boss lady. Oh, you had a boss lady, even. Yeah, yeah. She owned uh, Stephanie Woff. Owned Woff Contracting out in Edenton, North Carolina. Yep. Now, is that one you got fired from? <laughs> no, no. They were a good company, man. I, uh, You're allowed to swear. They were just too damn far from the house. Gotcha. Uh, Gotcha. I fell asleep and wrecked my truck one morning on the way to work. Oh, said, that'll yeah, do I it. I can't keep coming back here. Now, was that <laughs> yeah. because of the heroin or the lack of sleep? <laughs> lack of sleep. But okay. Damn. Be, being, on time, being on time is key. Now, what have you found some of the biggest uh, challenges? <laughs> I love how your, your response to him wrecking his truck because of lack of sleep is, well, being on time is key. <laughs> the only excuse for being late is because I rolled it down the highway 30 times. How fast I mean, that, was he going? That's a solid excuse for being late. You know, yeah, I, under, some dumb excuses, I understand but. you rolled your truck, but I need you to understand being on time is important in this industry. <laughs> hey, dude, we started at 7 a.m. I honestly did roll a truck when I was doing, like, I was building houses and I showed up all bloodied mangled and he's like I like this kid <laughs> I mean I backed that thing out of the ditch and I was going to try to drive it to work I went to step out to assess the damage see I'd hire this guy failed because yes. the running board wasn't there yeah. so I drove it to my mom's house to ask for a ride and she said damn it you need to call the police and tell them what happened not a and fucking I said, chance I call them out to work <laughs> Jesus you do sound pretty they got me for a hit and run and all kind of shit what the hell did you hit? Wait, 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 wait. How you, you get involved you in a hit, hit, hit and run with a ditch? Boy, no, you were running <laughs> from the party store and what? Because I hit, the, I hit the damn street sign, which is state property. Oh, oh give me a fucking break. See, wow. I would have called, called the cop. Bullshit. I, now, I, I have ripped down a couple stop signs before with a fucking semi-trailer. And I never fucking called turn on myself. I'm not calling it. I did rip down a guideline once. To a telephone Ooh. pole. They <laughs> caught the fucking one. You're the guy going through McDonald's just wiping the shit out. Fuck it. Right. I, remember, I remember going down fucking the road and I just barely clipped it. And it fucking, this guide wire that you couldn't see just clipped the fucking uh, rear bumper just fucking perfect. Dude, I'm going down the road and I'm looking in the right fucking mirror and I'm like, some of a bitch those fucking. Uh, telephone poles are falling over, and I'm like, <laughs> some bitches are following me. Yeah, and I'm like, one, two, three. Fuck, I need to stop. <laughs> it happens, dude. It fucking happens. That's that's called experience. Yeah, be like that sometimes. Now, what do you find some of the biggest challenges trying to find like navigating your career so you're 22 you're in the industry now you actually sound pretty fucking employable i ain't gonna lie yeah i mean you, you sound like a guy that i'd throw on the crew because you just he, got the attitude once he told me he wrecked the truck and still tried to make it to work i mean he won my heart like yeah. this guy's got heart yeah you you fit the pete black plumbing fucking bandwagon up here Yep, I mean, no, some I mean, of my guys would be like i got a low tire i'll see you in a couple days yeah. this guy's like i rolled my truck yeah. He's the, the, whole he's the guy that'll drive in. You be like, "Where's just where's your fucking tire?" He's like, "Yeah, it flew off five miles ago." <laughs> but I'm here on time. I'm here on time. <laughs> fucking, you are employed, boy. Yeah, and, and that's yeah, it's that, hard to find people that care enough to show up to work. And man. that goes like, back to those after some shit like that. That goes back to those old timers. Like if you, you you get one old time, I'm not saying I'm an old timer. I'm we're fucking old. All right, whatever. Fuck old. it. I'm an old timer. Right. So. 
you know, I, I'd probably be an asshole to you, and then you showed up just all mangled, truck rolled, and I'd be like, fuck it, this kid's in. Come on, kid. You're with me. <laughs> did you learn? You did? Yes. Fucking A. Fucking A. You gonna do it again? No, sir. You fucking hired. Fucking perfect. You're rolling with me forever. And then they, and then the old timers open up, and they're all jelly inside. They're yeah. like, all right, I'll teach you, kid. Come on, let's go. That's how it goes, man. Yeah, it is. Now, what do you find the most difficult as you're navigating through in your journey of the construction industry, trying to get where you're going? What's the just, what's the avenue and what's the difficulties of it? At the moment, just being Instagram young, bitches. Like just even, even yeah, Instagram right. bitches is one of them. But uh, <laughs> the the most challenging thing is being young because like even when I go get my crane license. Everybody wants five, six years of experience, and that takes the companies down that I could work for to like two or three in the whole state. I tell you what, though, that's that landscape is changing quickly because right now they're pulling guys out of retirement to run cranes. So that whole five years of experience is very quickly. Yeah, they we'll got, take it anywhere we can get. Five <laughs> years crash one and yet. that brings no, me like to in. another problem, which is you know I could go work for a company as an apprentice or as a rigger or something oiler, but then I would have had to take a pay loss, and? which I couldn't have done. I just recently sold my truck. So now I'm in a better situation. So if I got to take a little bit of a loss to get ahead, I can. Yeah. Bitch wasn't worth nothing when the fucking running board fell off. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had that stop sign dent. <laughs> oh dude, that truck was tore up. The body shop, I think the total damage was twelve thousand dollars. Ooh, you did way more than hit a stop sign. Don't lie to us. So I'm in a curb, a ditch, a stop sign. And <laughs> that's, that's really it. A deer, a stripper, a hooker, <laughs> yeah. I ran them all over. But I still got the cocaine. <laughs> made it to work the way time. I went in the ditch, it was a deep ass ditch. The way I went in, I like went in at an angle so the the edge of the ditch hit everything under the truck and pushed it all up into the cab. So this was like a full on collision. <laughs> yeah. Fucking collision. I, mean, I was this was He <laughs> fucked up. This was no fucking. This I was a stop sign. This was a Dukes of Hazard. He did say he was napping on the way to work. It, this was a oh, Dukes yeah. of Hazard situation, is what oh, you're saying. I was on a nap. I was full on asleep. <laughs> Holy fuck. Well, I am going to just be glad that you made it and you were on the podcast tonight. Yeah. So what the yeah. fuck happened? <laughs> he told you. He fell asleep. Sleep exhaustion, man. Yeah, yeah, but I can mean, you just I, imagine I, I waking was, up and like, what I the wasn't fuck hung over happened? or nothing, dude. We just had an early ass concrete pour. I think that, yeah, it must have been a concrete pour. And uh, I was rolling down the road at four in the morning or so. And. All right, Andrew. That was it. I'm going to ask you a question, and I need you to understand this is a safe space, okay? So you can answer mm -hmm. this honestly. Did you shit your pants? No, I mean, when I woke up, I'm not going to lie, I was scared. Was it? Was but there I tried to get it back on the road. Just a little then, tinkle? There had to be pissed. Just a little tinkle, yeah. A little tinkle, yeah. Okay. Every fucking way. A little tinkle. Yeah, of course, it was coffee in the lap, yeah, right? You didn't, you didn't have diarrhea. <laughs> it was coffee in the lap. You didn't have diarrhea. It was coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is, that is one of the biggest things in this industry. And the night before, what time did you probably get off, Andrew? Or do you mean... <laughs> I mean, I was working was, almost 100 miles away from the house. So that was an open question. I probably didn't get back to the house till 9 or 10. What time did you stop drinking beer? 
Man, I'm not even going to lie to you. I got <laughs> tore up that weekend, but it was a Wednesday <laughs> when I wrecked the truck, and I hadn't drank the night before. And what time did you get off, Andrew? <clears throat> I got back to the house around 10 and then left at probably 3 in the morning. Oof. Yeah, that's, that's that the, is that's, one thing about this industry. Yes. It is brutal, brutal hours for months on end. That's that's one of the biggest things, though, that does need to change. Like, I know. Absolutely. I know we do have deadlines and we do push the envelope on a lot of jobs at times. But, I mean, you got to also think about being an employee or being the owner. And you got to start gauging, like, man, I'm probably running on four hours sleep next to this guy. Yeah. How, yeah. how safe Say, is this like, job for us, today? It's not so much deadlines. It's just sometimes we get jobs far as hell from the house. And, you know, you got to ride 100 miles out there in the morning. And if you leave the house at a reasonable time, you're fucking ain't starting the day till lunchtime. Yeah. And I think you're starting to see that change anymore because the, the almighty dollar isn't worth your life. So you're starting to see a little bit of the industry start changing. The problem is it's got to be an industry-wide change because if we decide as a company we're going to implement this new we're not going to work over 10 hours a day and we're not going to drive over 50 miles from anyone's home. I was going to say, we kind of implemented the 60 mile route. Like, yeah, we're just not going to do it. If we do do it, I'm going to cut you a place to stay. That's something that I've seen with myself and with companies is not doing such ignorant shit, like working till midnight and then getting up at three in the morning and doing it again. I've stopped doing that and I've seen companies start not letting people do that. I, you know, it's slowly starting to take root, but again, that's where I was going is the, the problem is unless the industry overall really starts to dedicate to the change, the problem is now you're no longer competitive because let's say we implement this, hey, we're not going to work anyone over 10 hours rule. Well, that now means that I've got to bring in extra people, which cuts into my margins. It means mm-hmm. I got a bit higher. Well, that's true. Yeah, you don't even have the manpower to do that, but oh. I've got to eat. Now I've got to bid it higher because it's going to take us 30% longer to do. Well, now I'm yeah. not as competitive. Correct. So that's the problem that a lot of these companies face is if the entire industry is really chasing the bottom dollar, you've either got to hang with the pack or you're going to go out of business. So that's yeah. really where the industry overall has to accept, hey, this is not okay Everybody needs to dial this back. But being an employee. Yeah, even though Vulcan like wasn't a good fit for me, it was like a bunch of office workers and shit. They were good like that, man. Like they did care about safety. And when I tried to work two shifts, I would do a day shift mining and then night shift was printer sales above ground. <laughs> I would try to do two shifts, but they would only let me work till 10 at night. Yeah. Yeah. And good on them for doing that. That's, that's dangerous. It's I'm, well, you experienced it. You yeah. end up in the side of, you know, yeah. on the side of the road in a well, ditch. He, he lived through a lesson, right? Yeah, and absolutely. That's a lesson, but that's, a, that's one of the biggest things is, you know, people in this industry or in general, they run scared, right? They're worried about what others think. They're worried about what it's going to look like, but people got to fucking And that realize. is why Rick looked down the urinal right there is because he's afraid of what other people think. Uh, look, man, I was, I, was, I, was, I was sizing up my competition and I was not going to fight it. I fucking walked right out. You know yeah. what? I'm taking it back to eight hour days after seeing that. But that's, I mean, that's where people got to start recognizing though. It's okay to be fired. It's okay yeah. to draw the line. And Absolutely. Say, you know, this isn't for me. This is too much. This is, starting to affect my life, my decisions, my family. Like, So I think you're starting to see this shift, though, where people are starting to draw the line a little bit more of, 
hey, we're not going to work all these fucking hours and have no life. Well, you're starting to see the shift where companies are starting to realize you can't just churn. Well, first of all, we can't churn through people because there are no more people to churn through. But then secondly, you have to go above and beyond that. You have to start placing value on people. They aren't just assets. They're not just things that you can abuse like your equipment. It's These are real people. They have families. They have lives. They have sleep deprivation. You have to recognize that and value that. I got a question for you, Andrew. Yeah. What, What would your job, if you could describe it, what would it be? And then we'll let Greg answer if it's even feasible. What would your job be like hour wise? What you would do nine to five or Friday, Monday through Saturday? Or you want me to answer? I, yeah, yeah, I'm curious where you're going with this. When you were talking to Andrew. I'm talking to Andrew. Andrew's like what I currently work right now. Yes. Yeah, what are you cur- currently working <clears throat> right now? But how would you I like mean, to we, have a job? I mean, we start at damn seven and leave it about five. And I don't bad. do nothing, but I'm really in the machine 90% of the day. Your micro machine? <laughs> yeah, I'm a micro. Yeah. Does it have a roof on it or is it open? I'm just telling you. Know, yeah, is this open cab? I call it the little machine that just barely fucking could. <laughs> <laughs> little engine that could. Yeah, we should, we should write that book. <laughs> the hoe that barely could. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Now, how, how many hours would you realistically want to work? In a week. I mean, shit, five tens. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think five tens is probably good. Absolutely. I mean, I've done I've done ninety hour weeks, hundred hour weeks when I was on the railroad. You didn't but, tell uh, us anything I mean, about the railroad. Whoa, hold on. Well, yeah, what's what going on here? Well, back when oh, we were building the railroad, thing. I was out there for four or five months. Did you, did you get fired? <laughs> were, were you, no, were you on the fucking on chain gang? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's after he hit the sign. Then he had to go to jail. <laughs> and then he had to work on the railroad. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, nailed it. No way. <laughs> Tell me you're joking. No. Oh. no I was like, fuck. I'm getting into like one of the reading balls. <laughs> and and shit. Magic like, balls. Johnson's going to have a goddamn psychic store open here. By the end of the week. I was like, I was done with them damn companies in Tennessee. So I went for a company based out of Texas, I believe. And uh, they hired me. I told them I had no railroad experience. I said, fuck it. I'll come out to the railroad and work. And uh, they said, come on. So I went out there for four or five months and Stayed in a little shithole town in Georgia. It was disgusting. And I'll probably never go back to Georgia. No? What, what exactly did you do for the railroad? I thought you were going to uh, fucking we Texas. We were repairing... Uh, I'm fucking repairing confused as shit. Timber bridges. Hang on a second, my man. You left Tennessee... North Carolina. Or North Carolina, go to Texas, but you stopped at Georgia, and you'll never fucking go back to Georgia. It was a company yeah, based Georgia out of... Georgia was awful. Company based out of Texas. Right, was I it Santa it Fe? Oh... What was what was the company you were working for based out of Texas? Was that Santa Fe? Uh, no, nah, that was a smaller company called Christensen Building Group. Oh, okay. Oh, so it wasn't the actual railroad. It was it nah, was a contractor. They were a subcontractor. Oh, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Warren right. Buffett wasn't and, your employer. And you said you guys were repairing timber bridges? Yeah. Uh there were mostly like 12 span bridges, small bridges. 
How old or, are these bridges? Because when you say timber railroad bridge, I'm thinking like the fucking 1800s. I don't Little think it was quite that damn shit. old, but I mean, it was old enough that the the stringers were rotting out. Was it put together with wooden pegs? No, no, uh, metal pins. Okay, all right. Well, it was almost really cool. <laughs> <laughs> you pull one out and like it's like Jenga just exactly fucking falls the apart. whole thing fall, and then Fuck. you're like, oh. I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, that, that damn railroad shit was interesting. It paid all right, though. So what made you quit that one? Well, I was... Well, the reason I went to Tennessee was I was... I met this chick. Of, we oh, were dating. On. She lived in Tennessee. I live in North Carolina. And I was like, fuck the whole long distance. It's time for me to leave Carolina anyway. I uh, went out there and got tired of her. That's when I went to the railroad to get away from her. Then I decided, hey, let me fix my relationship. So I went back to Tennessee. It was unsalvageable at that point. She was banning and, somebody uh, else? No, it won't like that. Okay. But, uh, no, he was on Tinder. He told I you. Mean, no, oh, I, that's mean, true. I was out of town, bro. You know how it goes when you're out of town. No, I don't. Snapchat oh, well, bitches. Sorry. He already said it. I know. That's what I was saying. I just sit on the escalator all day and Snapchat bitches. You know, get that gas station pussy. It'll get you. Ooh. I don't know which is worse, gas station pussy or gas station sushi. I feel like I think it's one and the same. I feel like I feel like that's kind of on par with the gas station hot dog. Like you know, what do you mean I'll eat a gas station hot dog without even blinking an eye? Oh, you're but you know, employees. you know what you're signing up for. You know Ugh. that that thing is not going to taste good, and it's not going right. to be satisfying. <laughs> but it's cheap and it's there. <laughs> I mean, a gas station hot dog, though, you recover from that. Sometimes a gas station pussy is yeah, 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 coming back from that. Those are high stakes. It's not just a quick 15-minute break in the bathroom you after know, that one. You know what? We got to stop right there and stop shitting all over the women. Cause, could you imagine what the women say when us fucking fuckers can walk out of the damn gas station? <laughs> they go, there's that motherfucking gas station hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's that overcooked sausage. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Mm. Gas station pussy or gas station sushi. So you said trust more. So you said you're 22. Yeah. So about how many STDs you got at this point? (laughs) I mean, I've been lucky. Fortunately, all the ones I've had Ajax washed off. (laughs) You just do a quick chemical dip with the old twig and berries. That's right. Jesus, Andrew, if uh. You could give any advice to some of the younger people getting into the trades right now. <laughs> what would your opinion and advice be? There's so much out of this episode. <laughs> oh, man. If I had, like, legit advice. Yeah, if you got legit <laughs> advice. Don't go it, after it the gas station. Advice. <laughs> if you're not happy where you're at at work, just drag the fuck up. Pack your shit and leave. Yeah, that's good advice. That's, that's legit I mean, good I've advice. I've up on a lot of companies, and I found one I like now, and I've been with them for eight months. So, I mean, that's the best advice I could offer. You don't owe them nothing, really. I mean, you go there and do work for them, and they give you money in exchange for your work, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Out of all the jobs that you've had, what's the longest you've been employed? Eight months. This company that I'm at now for the last eight months. And He said that in earlier. Did he? Yeah. Okay. I was just had to ask because I there's this thing's been fucking wild. 
<laughs> I mean, you guys called it. It was going to be a dumpster fire. It was. This episode has been just not even some, over uh, It's beautiful. We just threw some fucking gas in but, that but motherfucker. But at the same time, it's one of those, it truly is a dumpster fire in the sense that you have to stick yes. around and see it through to the end. Like, you can't but, walk away from this. But in fair, not at all. Fair, honest, fair <laughs> honesty, though, listening to him talk about like his career path, and he's young, right? And I look at the way I grew up and the way the jobs I was at, everybody used to stick around. But there came a turning point when I started going, fuck this, I want more money. So I would just go down the road. I'd say, I'm looking for two more dollars an hour. And if they get to me, I just fuck off and quit. So, yeah, and I mean, at the same time, that's a good thing and a bad thing. Like, if you don't have a lot of experience, that's not really the best thing to do. If you have a lot of experience, that is not really too bad of a thing. Because if you don't have a lot of experience and you're jumping company to company, it's kind of like starting from square one again sometimes. I, yeah. like, I, I like what you said there. And, and, and me being a business owner, you know, uh, jumping ship like that, building that loyalty, building that trust, you know, the longer you're there, the more they're going to be able to rely on you. If they call you up in the middle of the night and say, hey, man, I need you, you show up. It builds that trust with that employee. Well, I was about to say, if I've gotten bailing for a buck, yeah. I mean, come on, man, what a dick move. Well, I will say, yeah, I mean, I've gotten some good job offers recently. You know, for five more dollars an hour than what I'm making now. But I mean, when five, you find a five. company you like, it really ain't about the money. Yeah, I agreed, and I and I will say this: out of this episode, I have gathered that your life is probably a bit of a hot mess. But at the same time, if I hired you. You would absolutely show up. You would absolutely get shit done, and you could be given any old timer shit if they start dragging ass. Oh yeah, and I mean it's a well managed hot mess. Absolutely, I I believe that one hundred percent that it is a <laughs> organized. Disaster. It is a fairly contained organized mess. <laughs> Somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> For the most part. Yeah. I have my like four days a week, I got most of my shit together. Yeah. Those three days, don't ask about. <laughs> I'm not sure what I did. So I'm going to take on. Well, you know what, Greg, as our honorary motherfucking. Greg motherfucking Johnson, you want me to say it? I want you to ask the motherfucking question. You got it? So if you could have any or do any job. What did, what, if you could do anything different. Do anything, oh, what there's would some you fucking do? shoes to fill. If you could do, on, I'm putting them on. I'm tying them up. Fuck. If you could do anything different. Go ahead, Greg. Just take your version. You got it. Oh, you, yeah. You spin it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I thought it was if you, you know, if you could do anything in the world, what would you do? What would your dream job be? <sighs> Fuck. Obviously, my, anything pussy. in the world. That's a hard question to answer. But my dream job. If I could have my dream, I'd probably be an engineer. I don't know if it'd be uh, mechanical or civil, but well, all right. So well, I'm just with gonna the language. Hang on. I really, civil I'm just gonna. If we had the go. sound effects, I put a record scratch stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking engineer, what? sweet Jesus, Andrew. You said all Dude, those fuckers were in mind. You should have pulled that out it. beginning of the fucking show. We could have <laughs> talked about this the whole time. I feel Think like this show it. continues. Air conditioning, air yes. conditioning, hundred thousand dollar a year salary or more, 
and air conditioning all day. But you don't day. have to be a fucking engineer for that, man. Yeah, you can just go into HVAC. If you weren't driving that little excavator, most of them have cabs on them with air conditioning. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those are nice, too. If, if you ever upgrade your skill set and you stick around a little bit longer, you get the bigger machines that you never get out of that got air right. conditioning. Yeah, sure. fuck yeah. I would say a crane's got air conditioning. No, no, I mean, let me... Yeah, that's why I don't want to go for the friction cranes. And I'm pretty sure you can get, like, Snapchat on that fucker, too. Yeah. That is true. Lots of downtime. Now, hang yeah. tight, hang I tight I can just now. see it now. He wants to run a hydraulic crane. He's going to fucking Snapchat this thing. It is slowly <laughs> erecting. Yes. <laughs> you got it. Now you got to use the fucking Jerry term. It squirts out the boom. Up <laughs> <laughs> there painting a big dick on the stick and just watching it grow, putting it on Snapchat. All right. So I, mean, I, I can't say I wouldn't do something like that. <laughs> and you wanted to be an engineer. <laughs> So I have to ask, is there more of a draw to the engineering thing other than the money? No, I mean, it. I'm trying to think like why the money's good, but I mean, it kind of just interests me. Other than that, I don't think it's something I'd really like to do. Well, can, can I throw something out there? Mm-hmm. So you're going to crane school. Crane school has a lot to do with engineering. Yeah. Right. So, do you really want to be in business meetings, or do you want to be in the cab of that crane making decisions? See, that, that's matter? another thing that I like about crane operating and operating equipment in general is the physics behind it. Absolutely, I'm with you right so, there. So, at that point, you are an engineer, but you're still in the trades. You don't have to deal with the uppity bullshit, and you don't have to. You clean get up to your be language. an engineer that still draws penises that, that, on the side of a crane. That's, what, that's <laughs> where I was going. With you, stayed you, employed. St- you still get to draw penises on the crane, and you still get to say fuck. Right. Yeah, I think my the crane operator would be a better fit than engineer. Andrew, <laughs> that's no. what I'm saying. So I'm just going to go full dad mode on you. I would not become an engineer. I, I will say this. After this interview, I am 100% confident. If I showed up on a job and Andrew was my fucking crane operator, he's going to be a hot mess. But I am confident that pick is going to be safe coming off the ground. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. but there see, is a bush is where... light in the cup holder while he's doing the Absolutely. Pick, no. And it was sketchy getting him to the job site. <laughs> but <laughs> once he's there. We're going to live. Everything's going to go seamlessly. I'm, uh, Total faith that he's got it on. He's got it handled. He's gonna ride the fucking bus to the job. Yeah. But I can see as Andrew gets there and this fucking bitch starts squirting out. As it starts squirting out, it's gonna have a dick and ball that gets fully erected with his fucking initials. And on the there. whole time, right. Andrew in the cab's going, "Oh yeah." Well, Andrew, this has been great. Thank you for calling in. This fucking show was just a fucking shit show, and it was awesome. Oh, yeah. You guys can find us on Spotify. You, if, Jesus, I don't even know what to say with this kid on the phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been so great, you guys. Say. You can find us on all the apps, Apple, Spotify, all the podcasting platforms. I can't hear A. Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> you, You're you supposed to be the carrying beatbox? the beatbox, oh, man. Oh, oh, Andrew, hey, I, I faded it in and everything. Andrew, yeah, hang on a sec. We got to try this all Redo over. Right, here we go. All right, go ahead so with the other. guys, thank you again for listening to another episode of Sweat oh, and Grind. Yeah. You can find us on all the podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple. Check us out. If you'd like to tell your story, oh, yeah. if you'd like to start telling your story, reach out. Get a hold of us. We'd love to have you on. And with that, guys. See you guys later. Next one. All right, later. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks for having me. That was awesome, Andrew. Thanks, man.